You are listening to The Three Intuitive Healers with Heather Nicholson, Angela Johnson, and Stephanie Gonzalez. Produced by The Three Intuitive Healers Show. Visit the3intuitivehealers.com for articles and podcast shows discussing our personal insights and sharing our experiences with you. It is our belief that every human is an intuitive and every human has the capacity to heal. We'll take you along with us on a journey of self-growth and healing so you too can open your mind, heart, and life to the healing magic within. Thank you, listeners, for tuning into the Three Intuitive Healers podcast show. I'm your host, Heather Nicholson. Angela Johnson. I'm Stephanie Gonzalez. Ladies, today I was listening to a podcast, uh, someone I follow, which is entertaining and, and has some informative information as well. But it was uh, Paranormal Karen, who's always a hoot. And uh, she had a guest, a friend of hers uh, named Jessa Reed, who's had uh, quite a few podcasts of her own, which are pretty pretty interesting. And the subject came on about disease and germs having consciousness. And I'll give you a little example of what she talked about, because I really don't, I've never really read into it, nor have I really explored it. And I thought this was interesting. I wonder where you both would think about this and, and what you could come to see if there any um, resemblance of that in your own life that's ever happened to you, you can say, yeah, that, that makes sense. So basically uh, Jessa had uh, Lyme disease for like a year and a half. And she was talking about um, it had affected her, obviously body, mind, and spirit really just flat mm-hmm. out laid her out. And she was talking about some of the bad habits that she had gotten into because usually she tends to eat healthy and such. And she was coming to the idea that, well, of course, I would not be myself because my body's being overtaken by this disease, by these germs, and my immune system is compromised. And she was saying, I came to realize that these germs, this disease has consciousness. And so I am like a uh, host to them. They are living off my body and thriving in my body. So they are now um, directing what they need. And because I don't have the, the strength, body, mind, or spirit, she was depressed. She had very. Uh, she had a depression. Depression associated with uh, this um, this ailment of Lyme disease. Her body was weak, fatigue. Her immune system was shot. So she she her idea is I was overtaken by this, and so I just became this host, not dead, so that this organism could live off of me, but not healthy, so that it couldn't push that she couldn't push it away. So it was an interesting thought process that I thought, wow, okay, let me, let me just hold on to that. If we do use the term consciousness in all living things on any given time, we say plants or animals uh, certainly have a consciousness. We certainly do. We have a collective consciousness, but even an organism, which is alive, is full of energy. Does it have a consciousness? And if so, it, like she said, she didn't take it personally. She said, you know, Lyme disease wasn't trying to hurt me, Jessa. It was just doing what it knows to do, how to multiply, how to thrive, how to get stronger. But it has its own journey and its own consciousness as well. Okay. So I thought that was, that kind of blew my mind in a certain sense. What do you ladies uh, think about that? I think it's very interesting, but totally. I mean, anything that is in the physical is in the spiritual as well. That's just... And I think there's a, yeah, it's just, Angela, when I've had too much sugar and Angela has looked at my fields and whatnot, she can see that 
there is like this white massive kind of marshmallowy blob on me. Mm-hmm. And that is a consciousness in itself. I remember doing one time an Amujam show where she talked about the exact same thing. There's like this, you know, this white fluffy stuff that's on us that's sticky. And this wolf came in to eat the this this energy that that was sticking to us. So yeah, you know, as above, so below. Fully for it. I feel like I, I think it's so interesting because I didn't get what you were saying at first. And I think if I have the word consciousness to mean the same way I believe a tree is an expression of consciousness, you know, so it's not like a tree is sitting there thinking and wondering and pondering. It's it's being, it's in a manifestation of consciousness in that it's it's being, right? So it's not the same way we would be conscious. So if I kind of equate it to that kind of consciousness, then yeah, I totally buy into that because it's a thriving organism that is the directive is to live, right? Nobody's directive is to commit. Well, okay. <laughs> I'm going to back away from that. But generally speaking, everybody has the directive, the impulse to live. Um, and every organism, I think, has the impulse to live. So, um, and I think that's just interesting the way she came about that as almost like a coping mechanism because this was taking o- over her, right? I've never, you know, knock on wood, I can't remember. I've never had a disease or anything like that that's been so pernicious that it's been laid out. You know, the the most prevalent thing ongoing thing I've ever had is my depression, but that's certainly not the same thing. To physically have your body break down and be taken over, I, I can see where that came where she got that insight from because to feel like all of a sudden your body's serving the purpose for something else's ulterior motive, not for um, a vehicle for your soul, you know, it, it feels so that's that's interesting. And how maybe people with chronic illnesses might, I don't know. I'm, I know I'm rambling here, but I just, I find it interesting. To her, I probably wouldn't have related to her a year ago, but after what I went through, which was with the virus in um, January, uh, again, no comparison to Lyme, but my own disaster upon myself, which was body minus spirit. And again, I'm so fortunate I have not had any uh, bad diseases or even gotten sick in many, in at least a decade, really. So when this hit me, I expected it would be a physical ailment like anything I had in the past. It, it was not. It was body, mind, and spirit. It wrecked me on all levels of energy and all levels of existence. So when she was talking about how this organism was just trying to thrive, it made me go back to to that experience I had. And of course I was in great resistance during that illness time. I mean, right. I mean, I expected, I expected my body was going to get over it and move on. I never thought it was going to go down mentally and certainly spiritually. And so when I thought about it was just doing, if something has again, and I agree with you, uh, Angela, the consciousness of not necessarily thinking this is what I want. This is what I not want. It is just trying to survive. And like any germ or I guess organism, uh, is made to do, which is just, it's in its, I don't even know if they have DNA, it's in its core, uh, you know, uh, what to do. So it was 
trying to get the better of me. And I saw it as this war, but it, it was, it wasn't a war as it was just a battle of, you know, um, you know, of existence. Mm -hmm. It was just a battle of existence on there. And it took me out on all these different levels, which was just so interesting to think about if something, if, I don't, I don't know. It just really hit me very strangely because at the time I didn't see it that way. I saw it just as a germ that I could over overtake. If you have a, a decent or good immune system, you're not going to have any trouble right over it. But the fact that it went into levels of mental and spiritual, I'm wondering, was that me that had that vulnerability that let it get into that level? Was it it that had a energetic knowledge or imprint that struck me and so many other people in ways that perhaps in the past we not we would not have experienced? I what feel like both. Yeah, I feel mm -hmm. like for you, it was a lesson you were open to learning. And this mm -hmm. is how it manifested, you know, um, mm -hmm. because you did extract a lot from that experience. Right, you really right. learned a lot from it. Um, so I, I kind of think you were open, like your mm -hmm. soul was open to a learning. And this is it just okay. conveniently so at any given time with this any time of COVID, you know, gotcha. The uh, other question I have on with this consciousness is, Okay, so we know certainly what germs are meant to do and, and certain organisms they're they're meant we we call it unfortunately in medical terms we call it destroy, eat you from the inside out, very negative terms when it, again it's just trying to thrive and it's trying to take its place upon us. But what about things like sugar and alcohol and smoking where we've the collective has put a negative story or um, a uh, imprint on it? Are we the ones who are giving consciousness to this ingredient? Water is good, yeah. soda is bad. So could that be something that we can create for any man-made item? Or what do you guys think? Ultimately, I think yes, but it's not like you can suddenly wave your hand over. I can't wave my hand over a Snicker bar and be like, you shall not be, you know, have a negative effect on me. You shall be beneficial like an apple. It's not going to work for me um, because we have been indoctrinated. And But I can tell you this, when I was younger, I could eat whatever I wanted. I had no idea how I gained weight. So I, you know, and people are like, oh, I gained it in my thighs. Like I had no idea because I was blessed with a high metabolism. And so the stories didn't really work for me. But what I did carry is as you get older, that changes. And, and in the past you know, five or six years, suddenly, you know, with menopause and everything. And I've been wondering sort of along the same lines, like if I didn't carry that story in my head, could I have continued down the, you know, soda and cupcakes for dinner route? Um, so yeah, I think it's, yes, I think we're indoctrinated. I also think certain things, I mean, some of it's just chemistry, right? Certain things, right. if you, you can believe gasoline won't make the fire worse, but I'm still going to recommend you don't light the match and place mm -hmm. it on there. Mm -hmm. There are certain chemical things that have, that happen. Sugar has a chemical effect on us. So I, you know, I kind of go back and forth between the woo woo and the science and this. So maybe we mitigate the extent to which it affects us by our belief system. But at least for me, there's some inherent like one plus one is two match plus gasoline is fire. Yeah. You know, 
And then also, you know, it's you on a soul level is honoring the, the, the collective consciousness, you know what I mean? So there is different multi-levels of us that somewhere is honoring that, that consciousness. Well, that's a kind word. Okay. You're saying honoring it. Would a negative version be we're buying into it by honoring? Is that different or is that the same thing, Heather, that we're believing that water is better than soda? It's So you say we're honoring that. We're just saying, okay, well, the people have decided this, so we're going to live that way. Yeah. Or, like on, a, okay. on a soul level, yeah. you know, like um, this is your role to play. Like, reality is-, is a group consensus. Yeah, exactly. Reality is a group consensus. Yeah, exactly. So even if we consciously want to be like, Nope, not buying in. There's somewhere in you that is buying into that. Okay. Oh, oh. so there's, there's gotta be an inkling somewhere in there. So you can deny it all you can and say, oh, I don't believe that. But Mm -hmm. if you're affected by it, Mm -hmm. then there's part of, there's that piece. Like you said, somewhere for me. Yeah. uh Yeah. Like, I, 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 for the longest time I was like, no, no, dairy's not going to affect me. If I will it, it's not going to (laughs) happen. Meanwhile, she's sneezing and turning red. But but didn't it work, Heather, if we go back a year ago when you had changed a lot of your diet plan and said, I'm not this anymore, I'm not that anymore, and 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 you were eating meat and you went back to dairy and said, I'm not this sick person anymore, I don't have these issues. Mm -hmm. But back then it was working till it wasn't. So there was so it never worked. The dairy part, I was always I was always phlegmy and I always had congestion in my sinuses. I was constantly red. I mean, you guys, you, I remember how red mm-hmm. I used to be. And, and then, um, I, it's just, there was fatigue and what I call bubble guts. <laughs> so, so was that, okay. So I guess I'm just confused. So then were you just telling yourself, were you trying to experiment and, and thinking you didn't have to live by those, uh, restrictions before, or... Yeah, I was just, okay. for me, I was just, okay, I'm going, since I'm a healer, I'm going to heal this part of me. Okay, gotcha. Well, mentally, you know, like egoically, mm-hmm. I'm going to heal this. Yeah, that doesn't quite work. You like, you can't keep on putting on the blinders and saying, nope, no, I don't, I don't see that giant elephant in the room. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. So, but, um, and I but think it, you had healed it to a certain point because you were saying that it. you had healed it. But then I think she pushed up against her beliefs. You know, it's like, got it. And then and then it, you got another layer that needed to be healed. Exactly. And then, you know, there's, you know, when you have multiple psychics in your life saying no dairy and you're like, but I healed that. <laughs> you're like, bless your heart. Like, Why are you yeah. red? Yeah. So. <laughs> It's a tough one because, you know, I, I, I don't, it's not, I don't want to, I do believe in miracles and I do believe we have a lot of, you know, control and power in our worlds. And, and we've seen examples of, again, the people who walk on fire, the people who can pierce gigantic, you know, rods through their body, um, people who can do these remarkable feats that they've been able to over, to get over what, society or as we as humans think is impossible right so and that's so you're saying you on a soul level is honoring that what if you're to come to earth and to show people there is magic you know what i mean there is some quantifiable magic that can here here you go i'm going to show it to you and i'm going to it's going to be so 
there there is sometimes where you know grace can come by and you know be like boom "Boom." you know here you go and there's also times where us on a soul contract not on a soul contract but us on a on a soul level honors like yes let's show them that there really is magic because that's what i'm here to do you know it reminds me stephanie of that story you told us about the man in the chair um and you know what you saw but the person you were watching observing that miracle and i won't get into it because it's your story um was someone who was highly practitioned he was a high practitioner of of meditation and all of that he had been working for god knows how long yeah shamanic thank you so it's not that things can't be overcome It's just in my experience, and I believe in most people's experience, it's not an afternoon of airy-fairy mantras and maybe a juice cleanse for half the day. It's like systemic work (laughs) that you have to put into because it's one thing to say, I know this is a dream. It's another to be able to put your hand through the wall because you truly understand it's an illusion. You know, unless you can put your, that's my little litmus test, you know, because people are like, oh, you know, I could kill someone because it's not murder because it's all an illusion. It's like, until you can bring it back to life, yeah, you're a murderer. Because even though you believe the philosophy that this is all an illusion, you are behaving and living as someone who believes it is not, that it is all real. So yes, if you want to tell yourself that sugar is okay, that your body is some magical combustion machine that can take nutritional value out of a Snickers bar, (laughs) Um, you know, go for it. I feel like until you put in the work to really overcome the deepest levels of your belief in this reality, it's not going to be anything other than airy fairy talk. Yeah. And then you also have to sit with the past lives that have gone through all, all of that, where they have yeah. this belief as well, because then you're just mis- dismissing your past lives and telling them it was all for naught, because I'm not going to recognize and honor what you went through. See, then it, what, listening to you, then it just makes me feel then again, this is not empowering, right? Because there's so much talk constantly about we create our reality. We, we do. Everything's an we illusion. Do. But but I guess in a sense, when you hear people talk all enlightened and empowered, but no one's really given experiences other than maybe they've manifested or they have healed, but right. There is no one putting their arm through the, through the walls. There is no one, um, you know, uh, making know. gasoline. There, or, there's you know, there's a man oh, sitting oh, in a chair. Oh, was yeah. there. <laughs> See, there you go. And I, and I yeah, know what the example is that you're looking I for. I have not witnessed, but my, the, the llamas that I've studied with, will tell you, yeah, there are people who can disappear. There are people who can translocate, mm-hmm. but they've dedicated so much to, to get there because the belief system, the reality is so thick. And, you know, we have, we put so much energy to creating this reality. It's hard to suddenly be like, I'm going to go against the stream and try to, it, it, you, it can be done, but it's again, for me, at least it's not just a, okay, now I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's dedicated meditation and really reworking. I don't even know the metaphor for it. Cause I don't know how to do it, but it's, ex- it's ex- the knowingness and, yourself. And the feeling that you can doing it. 
It's yeah, like but- when that thing clicks in and, no, and, no, and you know, you know, you can do something and it just kind of releases. Yeah. I would imagine that's how it is for them. They just know and they honor that and they trust it and it just poof. Yeah. Because even the couple of times I've gotten to that formless state, I couldn't do anything in it. You know, it was like, so you have to work hard just to get to that state and then maintain it and then do something from there. That's what I'm guessing is, is when you're in that state. But um, yeah, it's just, I think it can be done. I don't, I think it is empowering Stephanie in the sense that it can be done. It's just, do you have the patience, you know, to do it? Everybody says they want to be this amazing athlete when they watch the Olympics, but the other three years, are they doing anything? No. (laughs) (laughs) So if you're going to go to the spiritual Olympics, you got to do more than train for one weekend. So So it makes me wonder, do you think that one spiritual belief? (laughs) Okay. And this goes along this line. Do you think, okay, if a person has an ideal of what they want to accomplish physically and their beliefs have been stripped to the point where they carry no negativity on it. And they have great belief in their feet of what they can do. Do you think it's necessary to have that spiritual belief? It's it's intertwined. You've got to have a spiritual belief with the physical belief. Do you guys think that that's the way we're built? Maybe you can't have one without the other. What do you mean? Spiritual belief, the, the connect that we are, of the divine. We are the divine. We are just energy believing that anything is possible in in a miraculous form, not just I'm a human and I can go through walls because I've trained myself to go through walls and I'm just a mass of, you know, bones and flesh, what have you. I don't believe in the creator. I don't, I don't have any um, uh, belief in any afterlife or any other dimensions, but I can still accomplish these things physically. Do you think it's possible or do you really, I think, I feel like that you need that spiritual. Well, we call it spiritual. Other people yeah. can, other people get to that state where they may not master it, but they know it from studying mathematics, from studying science. You know, so there, physics, there comes then. a point where everything starts to meet up, mm-hmm. you know, so we take the spiritual route. Um, I think others can get there from maybe a less spiritual route, but I think eventually you're, you're, you you break free of bonds. Yeah. And labels. Cause yeah. that's all it is. You keeping yourself well, and that's split the thing by labels too, right? Labels. Yeah. I mean, you tend to excel in whatever people have labeled you in and whatever you bought into, right? Both exactly. negatively and positively. Right. But if you believe it, it's, it's interesting. What popped into my mind is that study when they, people with multiple personalities and like one of their personalities would ha- be deathly allergic to something. And then and they would be allergic to it. Yeah. yeah, but but one of their other personalities wouldn't, and mm-hmm. they could have the food or whatever mm-hmm. and be no reaction. Mm-hmm. So, you know, belief is is so, like, it's fascinating. I don't even know how. Okay, so that makes me, here, going back to consciousness, does a thought then, a belief even have a consciousness into itself? So if you're going to feed one one version of your personality with a certain belief, and it's going to create and I use the word live, exist, exist with that intention. But then this other one doesn't have that same intention. Is that another consciousness that but is- that's you, that's you, that's all, all your, you, these, but, all your these... fe- but your feet, you're creating it, right? You're creating it from you. 
Right, because you are the creator, mm-hmm. God, mm-hmm. and your mm-hmm. in your body and the physical honors that thought, that creation, that consciousness. Okay, so then going back to what you were both saying when we talked about, well, some you got to look at the fact that we have these past lives and these beliefs mm-hmm. attached to them. Mm-hmm. But then in the same time, not only do we have the past lives, we're constantly creating in this moment even more versions or beliefs of ourselves or expectations. These right. constant grosser or, uh, you know, I don't, you know what attachments and, and because they're not, they're part of us. So we're growing like some kind of blossoming mushroom. We're carrying what was from the past. How do we stand a chance? But that's kind of defeatist though. Like, what do you mean? Seems overwhelming. But, but you're applying your human consciousness Mm -hmm. to something that is far beyond the human consciousness right right and you're expecting your human consciousness to understand the inner workings of what your soul does when your soul does so much more it has all these timelines that it's working with it's 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 expansive that's the only word i can that's the what it feels like to me and it's calm and it's not reacting and it doesn't have your soul doesn't have an ego that's going to be reacting to the way you would a human consciousness would be i think it's well, the, that's eye of the, the hurricane. i think it's the eye of the hurricane you know you, you're constantly in that present in that now um and then the way that this lifetime can be seen as the eye of the hurricane of your past and future mm-hmm. lives you know you're in this now um to the point, like, I'm not as, I don't work as much with past lives. It just doesn't um, resonate with me as much anymore. And so I'm okay. <laughs> They're upset because it's just not like, I'm okay being now and here. And so it, I don't think you. it has to be overwhelming or, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. there's always stuff going on around us. It's just, but if you stay present, I don't know. Uh, what Angela was saying, like the eye of the hurricane. So when I was in meditation, I don't know, about a month ago or whatnot, I sat there and usually when I see energies in front of me, they look like a toroidal field. So here's this cone that has energy that goes up and around and it swings back down and under. So that's, that's what mm, entities look like to me. And so one time, one flipped over. And instead of looking at directly at the middle of the toroidal field, I saw the bottom of it. And I saw like, it looked like a swirling galaxy. And then it had all these different little pathways running through it until it got to the middle of the core of who it was. And I could see right down the middle of it. And it looked like the eye of the hurricane. No, it's a good metaphor that because that's the calm, peaceful spot Mm -hmm. that when it moves over, it's just, it's the sun shining, right? Everything's calm. And you just don't even know there's right. a storm that exists. And all these little pathways right had all these yeah. past like yeah. lifetimes in it. And it had, it had soul history and baggage. And that's what the outskirts of the hurricane was. It was, it was, it was, it was magical and fantastic. And I think that's from that center point is where this consciousness exists from you know what i mean so there is no like fret or efforting or it's just like it's just constantly it's like a supercomputer you know what i mean there is no emotion you know what i've been telling myself lately um when i'm getting annoyed particularly with my husband uh 
I don't have to react this way again. Like I've been thinking, I, I guess I guess past lives come into it. Like I had just finished watching Immortal Souls, which is a Korean like supernatural like <laughs> well, series, and they deal with past lives, right? And they keep like coming back into each other's lives and they're either enemies or friends, but they keep kind of reacting in the same way. And it's got me thinking, you know, and I'm just those little moments, not even big, but little moments, like I don't have to react this way. Like, mm-hmm. and, and when I, when I think that way and I kind of calm down, you know, cause I'm frustrated, but it's like, okay, and I let everything resettle. It is that sort of breaking free of that consciousness, that reality that I had built for myself and said, wait, hold on a second. You know, it's 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 like beginning to extract myself from just my mini galaxy, my mini world of mm-hmm. me. If I can not have reactions, but, you know, intentional thoughts and feelings every moment of the day, then I can start to, as I extract myself from the habits of my own mind and feelings, then I can start to do that on the bigger scale. Mm-hmm. And maybe I could do that with illnesses or not get caught up in the world drama or actually shape what the reality of the world is because, but I feel like for me, it has to start internally, it has to start with me. Remind, when you're talking about that and talking about that version of you, you know, in the fun houses, you have the mirror that has the mirror, yeah. has a mirror and it goes mm-hmm. on. And if it were all splinters, it, your image is everywhere in that mirror. And when you're reacting, you're one version of yourself reacting. So it's almost like you turn and say, now this person's going to react now to Chad. Yeah. Instead of that person, because that person reacts that way. That person reacts this way, where it's just all us over and over and over till infinity with just so much identity to each version of ourselves. We're the same person, but we're not in that yeah. instance. Um, and yet then you take that and you combine it with the fact that we're all then expressions of each other, expressions of divine. It's just um, it's just a lot to hold on to. <laughs> just it's it's just yeah. too big to even comprehend. Well, it's a mental minefield. And you know, we get minefield. We, yeah. we we get in these so the what just popped in my head was um sometimes our ego puts it in our way so that it can distract us from really getting to the truth of what it is and just allowing it to be so that you would be stuck in these mental minefields and constantly going over and over again, feeding the ego, feeding, feeding this consciousness of just, Oh my gosh. And, you know, and just feeding that fear instead of really looking at it for what it is. So, you know, I would suggest our listeners also, if you start going down that mental minefield of what ifs, stop just Mm -hmm. take a breather and go do something go watch a video anytime you can extract fear to build off of what you're saying Heather. anytime you can extract fear out of what you're thinking or feeling in the moment you will you will only benefit from it reacting to news stories yeah reacting to what's going on around you if you can take a moment and step out of the fear and get the fear out of it, then you can look at it from a more neutral, compassionate, and you will always benefit from that. You will come up with better solutions. You will like feel calmer in the moment. Just um, take the fear out of take yeah. the fear out of it. I mean, just realize it's a distraction. Like stop that. that distraction. <laughs> what if, okay, going back to the mirrors, because now I'm thinking, so for if, if, 
if every virgin, if we're looking at ourselves as a mirror, we just keep multiplying, multiplying with different versions of ourselves. What if when we get to a place where we're no longer identifying with an ego self and we're, and we're really starting to, these word merge to blend, you know, with the divine energy that the pictures as, as the mirrors continue on, they start fading and we becoming more light than we do then we have our physical image until the point where we get to the point where we're no longer an image where yeah. we get, we get, we we're just divine. We're just uh, we're consciousness yeah. right that. of that. So that's interesting. So the goal should be to get rid of my identities, my pictures. Don't get rid of them because you're just efforting. I'm efforting. You're efforting. Okay, explain that. What am I efforting? So I got to go get rid of my identities. I got to go do this. I got to go do that. Well, yeah, you don't have to, but what if you stop expanding on the ego level of another version? Like, see, I'm always working on another, if I look back personally and I go, you know, just even young adulthood and I see those versions of, of myself who I no longer relate to because they're just unrelatable. Yeah. I think them. them and then they just fade and get absorbed into like they did their role. The they played their role. Yeah. 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 Right. So that I become a stronger me in the now, which is more hopefully connected to the divine and its presence. I don't want the, the divine, kite, the kite they can, tails. They can be called on to extract wisdom from mm -hmm. when relating to other people. <clears throat> but yeah, just as you don't need to go get rid of your five-year-old self, your yeah. five-year-old self has been integrated in. Um, you know, I think in a lot of ways, some days I feel like we are all just like prisoners divine, here from our the, own divine, the, the divine trying to do exactly what we're trying to do, but it, got so much more to do because it's the divine there's so many more aspects and personalities and i just feel like the divine is on a couch somewhere talking to a shrink trying to like integrate all these <laughs> warring like what if we're just one person's right one alien's mind and this is a story that's going on yeah that would be Look at the world you create right as you're, and I know I brought this up to you ladies before, but right when you're about to fall asleep and you don't, but you, you, you feel the beginning of a dream and it's completely fleshed out. Like I've done that so many times where the first couple of seconds I've nodded off and a dream has started and I come out of it and there's within milliseconds, an entire world is created in my right. mind. Absolutely. Now imagine being the divine and you're just like, fuck, what did I create? You know, it's like all this is from maybe a, a blip of unconscious thought. And now she or he's trying to just sort it out and integrate it and make peace with and send to the source. And, you know, we're all just energy. And some of us have Lyme disease. <laughs> I don't know how to loop it back to what we were talking about. <laughs> we were, God, I feel like we went down a road there. Yeah, we definitely went down a rabbit hole. <laughs> Sorry about that. I thought it was outside noise, but it's inside noise. No, we were just laughing because we were like talking about this and we started with Lyme disease. It's like, and now Stephanie, bridge the two. I will bridge the two <laughs> because again, we're, what we started on was a germ, an illness of consciousness. And we ended up because there is no just germs and just us and just divine. It's all the same. So as we, as we were trying to um, explore the minuscule, we had to go to ourselves and we expanded from there to the divine. So um, it's just an interesting, I, I, I think we opened up an opportunity for people to think, you know, what do you think of consciousness? Maybe an idea for people to explore that if we're all connected and we're all 
more than what we see in the mirror and more than what we hear and more than that we feel in touch. What if, you know, how, how would that affect your life? If you kind of thought about everything, having a consciousness, would you be less angry, less afraid? Would you be more curious? It's just something to explore. Yeah. Because there's no right or wrong answer. You know, it's, it's everything and nothing at the same time. So we hear the three intuitive healers like to do is to get people to just think outside of everyday thinking, you know, make the subjects that maybe you don't have anyone to talk to about crazy subjects such as this are interesting and uh, see, you know, are, are you bored with it? Are you resistant? Do you like it? Was it encourage more conversation? Let us know because we certainly want to hear from you. Thank you so much listeners for tuning in to the three intuitive healers podcast show. We hope you're able to find the healing magic within. Thank you for listening to us on the three intuitive healers podcast show. Remember when we open ourselves to healing, we positively affect our environment. This podcast represents the opinion of the three intuitive healers and their guests to the show. The content should not be taken as medical or psychological advice and is for informational and entertainment purposes only. Each person is unique, so please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. Views and opinions expressed in this podcast are our own and do not represent that of our places of work. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we share is accurate, no guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made in this podcast.